myself, this is not who I am, not my identity. This is a thing that I'm blessed with and it's a gift. But remembering like, you know, as much as I can do everything I can do and remembering that, you know, if you put all the work in, there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. So I actually fall into that problem where I might do a lot, but I always kind of feel like I need to be doing more. And I don't know, like, it's something that I just I, I struggle with you know, a lot of my life. And I think a lot of that has allowed me to be so successful. Hello, and welcome to Before the Lights podcast, stories behind high performers. I'm your host, Brittany Wilson. Today, I'm interviewing Cindy O'Philly, an Olympian track and field athlete. Today, we talk about many important topics, including her motivation and what she thinks are some of the most important things in her life. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this, please screenshot it, share it with your friends on Instagram, Twitter, Anything helps. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to it. Hi, Cindy. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk. Yeah. So where are you right now? Like, where are you training? What are you doing? Just tell us all about um, what are you up to lately? Yeah. So I am at um, the University of Michigan. So I'm training there. I occasionally go overseas because I uh, run for Great Britain, so I'm usually in the UK um, eating um, or training at times, but for the most part, my base right now is uh, Michigan. So I'm here uh, just having a full-fledged season right now. We have the World Championships coming up in October this year, so right now I'm just focusing on that and like also the beats before that, so getting strong and ready for that right now. Awesome, awesome. So... For the people that don't know, um, you run track. Obviously, you run for Great Britain, um, and you went to Michigan, right? I did, yep. Yep. How was college for you? How was running in college? Oh, it was so good. It was it was one of the best times of my life, honestly. I learned so much. I grew so much. Um, to be honest with you, like I hadn't, I hadn't planned on running in college before I ran there, so <laughs> I actually didn't think I was going to have like the ability or get a scholarship or do whatever I you know, actually have that, that opportunity. And um, I guess God just really opened up doors for me and showed me how talented I was. And so when I had that chance to come to compete for U of M, it was the best experience, honestly, I could ever have. Um, you know, I, 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 I met so many people. I've, I've come across so many, you know, just, I guess, the opportunities that opened up my eyes to things who made me the woman I am today. And it's just been a, such a such a great experience. And honestly, I would never trade it for anything. Yeah, absolutely. And you talk about your faith too. Um, obviously, this is a bigger conversation, but how has that influenced you as an athlete and overall just as a person and how you go about your day to day? Yeah, so I've, um, I've been a woman of faith for my whole life. I've been brought up in the church and God has just kind of been a center of my life. So with athletics, it's really helped me to keep myself grounded and not allow my highs to get too high or to get my lows to get too low. Just be very, I guess, level-headed. Um, and during the really hard times, it's really been something I've leaned on because athletics is a very, as you know, like it, it can get hard. It can get very daunting. It can get, it can get scary. And when things aren't going your way, you feel like your life is coming to an end. But when you kind of put like, things in perspective, especially with faith, um, it just reminds you of the bigger picture and it reminds you of why you're actually doing what you're doing. And it doesn't allow you to kind of get caught up because God has all these promises for us. And when we think about those promises, a little, I guess, I guess what I 
while losing a race is never like that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So when I put that perspective and I have my faith and I have just knowing that I'm going to be okay regardless because I can't put my faith in the world of, of, of all these accolades and achievements, that's what actually really helps me to, um, I guess, just keep on moving on sometimes get hard especially. So yeah. it's definitely been something that um, it plays a huge role in my success as an athlete. Yeah. And we were talking this week, I'm in FCA here at DU, I'm a soccer player here at DU, and we were kind of just talking about the fruits of the spirit this week, and this this week's was um, self-control. And it was funny because we were talking about both aspects of it, right, to where self-control in the sense that, like, you can't control doing some things that are bad or considered, like, some things that maybe you shouldn't be doing for your health or whatever, But I think as an athlete, too, I think we also struggle, especially at the high level that you've gotten to, maybe struggle with um, self-control in the way of, like, doing too much of a good thing and making that your idol. So because you're just at such a high level, and obviously that's taken so many sacrifices to get there, and obviously I think that's definitely a gift that God has given you. Um, how do you balance that? Because I think that's one of the hardest things. If you have to kind of make track your life to get to where you are, how does it not become the center of your life, if that makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a good um, topic because that's something I think a lot of athletes struggle with is, you know, it becomes the idol. It becomes that number one thing. And there's a, there's, it's a, it's a, there's a healthy level of obsession. I think having a, a, a small obsession with your sport is what allows you to be that, I guess, elite top-center athlete, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if you allow it to get, become your end-all, be-all, like, everything, that's when, I guess, problems start to come in, and mm-hmm. so I actually, um, it's funny, because I actually was headed towards that path of, you know, allowing it to become my idol at one point in my life, mm-hmm. and God had to strip me of that, so I, I actually had a really hard injury um, the past few years that kind of put my, put my mindset in a different place, because I was at that point of, I don't have balance, you know, track was my everything, mm-hmm. I wanted to so badly that I would, you know, do everything obviously morally I could to just do, um, you know, to win. And so I really wanted to work hard. I wanted to focus on it. But then it got to a point where, you know, I wasn't focused on my faith as much as I wanted to be. I wasn't thinking about the other things that I think I could have. And so God just got out of my life and it really opened up my eyes to see, like, you know, it's good to love your sport and to get it and to do everything right. But you need to, like, have a time and a place where you turn it on and you turn it off. So yeah. I've learned that, um, you know, I, I develop a lot of my relationships right now with friends and people in my life, but I don't just focus on track all day. I try to get my mind in a different place, especially after practice. Um, I mean, obviously, I want to focus on my nutrition and I want to focus on my sleep and all the other things I need to be doing. But once I get the, necess- like, the necessary things in, things that are really important, then I kind of need to shut my mind off and kind of focus on other things or else it will become the idol again. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's where it comes back into it, like just focusing on other things in your life that there are also priorities and just remembering that, you know, sports are amazing and they're great, but they're not going to be the rest of our lives. So remembering that, you know, it's going to come to an end one day and putting your focus on, okay, like, this is great right now, but what else can I be doing to develop myself as a person? Because there's so many more parts of us that we don't realize that make us a whole person, not just an athlete. Yeah. So I had to really get to that place. It took me a while, but I, I got there eventually. Yeah. When do you say you think you arrived? Because... I think I even sometimes I want to play professionally and I think even sometimes I can find myself just 
even just dealing with anxiety or worrying too much or, you know, I had three training sessions a day, but maybe that's not enough. You know what I mean? Never thinking it's enough and maybe just not trusting in God enough for his plan if I've already um, done my part. So when do you think you kind of arrived to that and, and what helped you get there? Yeah, so I guess I would never say I ever I have arrived because it's a, it's a thin battle, you know. It's mm-hmm. like easy to kind of um, think, okay, I'm cool, and then the next day find yourself kind of drifting back off into that mindset. You kind of have to. It's a conscious effort, every effort every day, yeah. reminding yourself this is not who I am, this is not my identity. This is a thing that I'm blessed with, and it's a gift. But remembering, like you know, as much as I can do everything I can do, and remembering that you know, if you put all the work in, there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. So I actually fall into that problem where I might do a lot, but I always kind of feel like I need to be doing more. And I don't know, like, it's something that I just, I, I struggle with you know, a lot in my life. And I think a lot of that has allowed me to be so successful. But at the same time, like, you can't, you can't keep on, like, harping over what, have I, what haven't I done. What is, I guess you have to focus on, like, what have I done? What am I doing right now? And just, like, remembering the truth. Like, kind yeah. of asking yourself, okay, how have I been preparing? And when you kind of reevaluate that and you see all the good things you have done, kind of just leaving it there and say, okay, what can I do better? But, like, what can I do to kind of, you know, keep my mind level-headed and not get obsessed to the point where it becomes, you know, kind of detrimental to your actual health and your your sport and everything. So it can actually hurt you if you, you know, think about it a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. So finding that balance definitely something. I'm, it's a daily struggle, like I said. It's, it's something you have to keep on doing every day and telling yourself. Yeah, definitely. I like that. I Yeah, definitely now thinking back to the sense of me saying, oh, you've arrived is is – tough because you're so right that it's it has to be an everyday decision and probably one day is not easier than the next but um you did talk a little bit about your injury and having to be patient through that just take us through what happened and and how you kind of grew from that okay so yeah about two years ago um I ruptured my Achilles tendon and leading up into the race I just, I felt some pain. I didn't really know what it was. I never had issues with the Achilles. And so um, before that, I had had a hamstring issue that took me out about six weeks. And so I was like, I'm not having any other issue. I don't want to focus on any pain. I'm just going to run for the pain, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I'm going to obviously do everything I can. I'm going to ice. I'm going to do everything I can, but I'm not about to be hurt again. I pretty much tell my body what to do, <laughs> which is not smart as an athlete. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I went to the race that I tore it and I was just like I felt the pain I knew it was hurting I took some ibuprofen I thought it would be okay but I was I was running the race and like the, by like the fifth hurdle and it's a 10 hurdle race I like it popped in the middle of the race mm. and so I was like I didn't know what happened at the time it just kind of felt like my foot was wobbly um so then I went to the doctors uh, two days later and they were just like yeah we think you ruptured it you're gonna need an MRI and then later on my MRI confirmed it and so it was ruptured and I was mm. devastated because the doctor told me a lot of athletes never come back from the injury. It's really, really difficult to even just feel like yourself again, and you might not ever run again, pretty much. But he was trying to tell me you might not ever come up. Uh, you might run, but you never, might, might never ever be an elite athlete again. And so I went from having such a great year, like the year prior, like I had you know, done really well at the Olympics, and then I went to like being hurt and being out for so long. And so it was very, very, very like depressing, very sad. I didn't really know what to do at the time. But during that time, so many changes in my life happened. And so I didn't really see it coming at the time, and I didn't understand why God was allowing so many bad things to happen at once. But yeah. I think he just really needed to rip me up, track strip me up, a lot of situations that were kind of around the whole, I guess, identity thing. Yeah. And so he wanted to show me I was so much more than what I was trying to place myself in. And I had to, re- I had to realize, like, who I was as an individual out 
And so during that time, I really, uh, I learned a lot about who I was. I started having a lot more self-love. I focused on like really genuine relationships and meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Um, I focused on my health. I started focusing on like what I was eating because I wasn't working out as much. Um, it was just so many little things that I hadn't been doing that guy was just giving me the opportunity to do because I was, it was pretty much my fourth. Yeah. And so, so much happened. I learned so much during the process. I, I met so many great people that I wouldn't have met had I not gone through it. And honestly, it was a blessing in disguise. As hard as it was, as much of the stuff that I never want to go through, that actual, like, <laughs> I guess, sadness <laughs> again, I will say it changed me dramatically. And I'm very, very happy that I had to go through it. Um, because, like, sometimes, you know, things don't change for you unless it really hurts us, in a, in a, in a sense. And yeah. so, yeah, um, I think I'm going to be so much of a better athlete now once I kind of, you know, get my rhythm back. I'm in the process of kind of getting back to my old self. It's, it's taking a little bit of time, and I definitely, I'm definitely getting to that point now. But I just think it's more race then. But for the most part, after two years, I'm defying a lot of odds. Like, I'm, you know, running better than I thought I would by this point. I'm doing so many things that people said I couldn't do, you know? Good. So I think just having that trust and belief in yourself and understanding that, you know, God has a plan at the end of the day. Like, whatever, whatever it is going to happen, and you can just believe and trust that, and whatever it is, it's, gonna, it's for our good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been a hard journey for sure, but I'm really, really happy that so much good has come out of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy because you never think of praying for something like that to happen. Like, obviously, you'd never right. hope or pray for, you know, this Achilles injury to happen, but it's always in the things that are the hardest that we kind of grow from the most. So it's almost, yeah. It's, yeah. It, yeah, it's like a crazy way of of dealing with it. But how do you think your, you talked about relationships. How do you think those have been transformed? And how do you think those continue to shape you in your faith and just in your life and even as an athlete? Oh, for sure, yeah. So I focused on like, so usually when I'm traveling, I don't have as much time to see my family members. And so, yeah. like I said, by force, I was, not that I didn't want to be before, but like I was here for a very long time. And so I had so much time to just go hang out with my family, my sister, my my nephews, like my mom, my dad. Like I just had so much time to just really spend with them. And it's been so good because when you're focused on like developing those and strengthening those relationships, it's just, it's so life-giving. And you don't realize that that's a, that's a big part of life too. Like people think, it's all about them and there's like you know things that you need to get all your goals but you don't realize how big of a deal relationships are um until you actually are in that position of it becoming so good and you know just getting so much stronger so yeah i had so much time to do that i had i had a lot of friendships i made with uh like other women who you know i went to church with or who had similar mindsets with me like they we become close i've grown with them i actually met my now boyfriend during that time mm-hmm. and um it, it was it wasn't an easy journey to see, like, how all this was going to come out to play, but, like, you know, it's a very gratifying relationship as well. So there's so many things that, like, came out of it, and I didn't see, like I said, I didn't see why God was doing it at the time, mm-hmm. but now that he did it, I'm, I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> it's weird, because I obviously don't want to, ha- I don't want it to happen again, but I, I do love how God can, like, really shape things that seem very terrible into something that's so much, so much good. Like, it's so good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just really, it's good to have those relationships and develop those and strengthen them. Yeah. I know and I've and I've talked to a few other people too about how their faith was kind of transformed through adversity or through injury or anything like that. And it's it's interesting to me because sometimes I feel like in hard situations instead you can 
pretty much just ask God, why is this happening? Or like, why me? And just start to even doubt. What do you think took you away from the doubt and more into a deeper relationship, even though what was happening maybe didn't seem fair or right or what you had in your plan? Right. So, um, you know, the biggest thing for me was honestly meditating on God's word really helped me because like sometimes there is doubt. Definitely. I'm, even today, I'm still getting doubt in my head sometimes, you know, and yeah. so the enemy will try to use that doubt and confuse you and make you feel like you're just, you know, you're not making progress and things are never going to work out for you ever again. But that's literally not what God says. And like, you need to remember, like, he has promises for us. And he says, like, those who are close to him, he is just close to. And everything that is just focusing on trusting that everything's going to be okay, trusting that whatever madness or not your life is going to come through like at some point it doesn't it might not be right now it might not be next year but it's going to happen yeah. so having that persistent space is what really helped me and honestly surrounding myself with other people who think that way so it's very easy to be around people who are negative and who don't look at life like you and that kind of naturally kind of rubs off on you mm-hmm. so during this time i was with other people who had a, thing, a very similar mindset to me who you know dealt with things the way i dealt with it so that helped me tremendously and just having those people I speak life over my life and really encouraged me what I think really helped me um just keep keep the faith and just keep going you know mm-hmm. and just honestly keeping the big picture at mind like I know that I want to come back and I want to run the next Olympics so that's a big goal for me and so thinking about that and remembering how good it was and obviously I had a really good Olympics prior to the injury but it wasn't like I, I was it was a bittersweet moment but there's so many things that I still feel like I, I have to or I want to achieve and so, um, yeah, remembering, like, okay, I have this big goal. I know I'm capable of doing it. I'm, I have I have the truth. I know the truth. I'm going to do it. Just, like, kind of making that decision, saying, like, I know something that's going to happen, persisting, and just really trusting that it's all going to be okay. So yeah. that's what's really helped me, I think. Yeah. And I think especially through an injury, too, it's probably easy to get caught up um in just like, am I making progress? Am I going to get back? The doubts are probably creeping in. And I think even if you're, obviously you, you've probably felt this too, but even if you're healthy and you're training for something and maybe it's the off season, you just don't really have anything to really measure yourself against. I think that's one of the things I've been struggling with lately is like, we're in the off season. There's not too many games where I'm like saying, I can tell if I'm getting better, if I'm getting worse, if I'm even improving. So how do you stay focused yeah. and motivated and trusting yourself and trusting God during those times? Yeah, so one thing that really helped me, because I thought that had that exact same thing happen to me so much, is like, you don't see progress. Yeah. You, you know, when you focus on the big picture, sometimes it can get so overwhelming, and you're like, what, what's happening? Like, am I even like, is anything happening? But <laughs> one thing that's really helped me is like, honestly, just like having very small, tangible goals. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when you, like, set it out very tiny, like, okay, today, I'm going to accomplish this, and by the end of this week, I'm going to have this done. So when I have, like, those weekly goals, those daily goals, that's what keeps me, like, on chin check and saying, no, I am making progress. Like, this week I did this, and that, that was good, and today, I, this happened, and that's, it was a good day. So yeah. I have those really small goals for the big picture, I think, has helped me, because, like, like you said, it is overwhelming and daunting, and you'll think, like, you know, when you have, like, something you're training for at so you're just like, am I even like, what the heck am I doing? Hmm. But like, when you have those small things, you'll see like in a year from now how much it really adds up. It's a point of a difference it makes. And so that really helped me, especially with my rehab process because, you know, from when I had ruptured my Achilles, I had to learn how to walk again. Yeah. So, you know, going from I have to walk again to I want to run the Olympics is such hmm. a hard thing to think about. But yeah. when I started saying, okay, I'm going to walk today, I'm going to 
know, learn how to start sprinting now. I learned how to start hurdling. And taking those small things really what helped me yeah. not to get too overwhelmed. So yeah. I think just very tangible things will really help. Definitely. And another, it's a little off topic, but I think I was thinking about this when you were talking about your injury and how you had never really, I mean, you obviously had your hamstring and then you had your Achilles, but then before then you were probably pretty healthy. And I think I've luckily in the same way, knock on wood, but never dealt with a huge injury where I was out for maybe even more than a few days. Um, But I connect it to... I mean, growing up, I had some hard stuff happen in my family, and my mom and my sister dealt with mental health issues like anxiety or depression and things like that, and I I always kind of leaned on sports in those times, and so I didn't necessarily deal with those things in that way that they were dealing with them, um, and I think at the time, I looked at it, and I'm like, well, why can't you just be happier? You know what I'm saying? I know it's not that easy is the thing, but I think... The point I'm trying to make is that I think through dealing with things yourself, you grow empathy for others. So even this last year, I was, um, this past year, even during season, I, I was on this new medication and it made it through my hormones way off balance. And I almost, I was pretty depressed for like three or four months and I couldn't really figure out what was going on and I kept trying to be like do that old thing where I'm like oh just go work out again or just be happy or change your mindset and it just wasn't working and I think the whole thing just gave me empathy for people who are really going through those things so going back to your injury how do you think that just gave you more empathy or were able to kind of talk with others or deal more with what was going on with you and empathizing with other people yeah, that yeah, that's something that I really read. That resonates really much with me because yeah, when I was in college, I would see teammates getting hurt all the time, and I would be like, "Why are they not doing enough? Like, are they not rehab? Are they not mm-hmm. you know doing maintenance work? Are they just slacking? Like, that wasn't going through it, so I never understood it, you know. Yeah. And so I never felt like I was just I was never I, I held myself higher than anybody by any means, but yeah. I definitely never understood it, you know. And mm-hmm. so like when it happened to me, because legitimately like this had happened to me out of the blue, like I had <laughs> never had an Achilles injury, like I didn't know where it came from, and so I was like, what the heck? Like I did everything I can up to this point, and it still happened. Mm-hmm. And so yes, it definitely it definitely made me feel for people who go through injuries, and I mean, people go through hardships that are so out of their control. And so you know, like you don't really see at the time like when it's happening, but now you can you can really feel for them, and you can really you know, empathize and say, like, I'm really sorry. And so now when I see other athletes who are dropping their Achilles, I feel like somebody might look at them and be like, oh, they'll be okay, they'll get back up. But I know the process, I know the, the bad days, I know people not believing in you, I know all of the feelings that come with it. Yeah. And so um, one of my goals, like, just like you, is to, you know, speak to people who are going through these things and to really motivate and encourage them. I really feel like God has called me with this injury to do so much more outside, outside of myself and yeah. really, you know, help young girls who are men or anybody who's going through something difficult really remember like you know despite it all it's gonna be fine and to remember who they really are um because it's really hard so it's really easy to lose yourself in that moment and yeah just to remember that people have gone through it you're not the only one you're not alone and just keep the faith and so definitely it's helped me it's brought my perspective so much on injured athletes that I, I feel for them very much so yeah I know, and I I think about that too even now just with the gained empathy in the other area is 
How, how do you think you as a leader can influence people going through it? I know you talked a lot about your support system during the time. How do you think, what, are, what were the main things that really helped you out that other people basically did or how they supported you, if that makes sense? Yeah, so um, it was just so nice to talk to other, other athletes who maybe had went through an injury or just went through a really difficult time. So sitting down with them and asking, like, what did you do? Like, what kept you going? How did your mindset change? Like, just hearing that perspective. And so that's why I hope to help somebody with this conversation as well because I know the feeling of wanting that um, support and not having it. And so, like, trying to find it in any way possible. And yeah. so I also, like, would go on, like, YouTube or I would go on social media or something to find stories of people who had the same, same thing. And it was actually hard to find. And so that's why I applaud you for trying to um, show this side of it because a lot of people don't show it. People are scared that people look down upon this or it's not as interesting or people can't relate when watch it. But, like, that's, I, I think somebody here, people need to hear this stuff. People need to feel motivated. People need to, you know, feel supported and feel like they're not alone. And so I love that you're doing this. I... I myself had started a YouTube channel during the whole process of um, the whole journey I had where I was talking about this stuff because I know somebody out there needs David Image one or two people. And so, yeah, just being remembering that people need to hear it and somebody out there is going to be touched by it. And just remember that, you know, your word and your story matters. Yeah. So no matter what it is, like, just know that your testimony is going to be something to share one day. So yeah. that's, that's something that helps. Yeah, and I think it was really cool that we're given this platform. And I mean, obviously, you as an Olympian, like, have this huge platform, and people already looking at you. And if you're able to be vulnerable and open with what happened, and even how you're talking about it today, maybe somebody didn't have the exact same injury that you had, but they can connect yeah. to how you dealt with it or how you were encouraged or anything like that. I mean, I think that's definitely the main point. And I think it's cool that we're given a platform, whether it may be just through social media or through your sport, um, just to right. help others, however it may be. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So what do you think some of, I know you've touched on it a little bit, but what do you think some of the main parts of your testimony are that have basically just made you who you are today? Obviously you're still growing and learning. We all are. We're all going to be um till the end but what do you think the main parts um of your testimony are that have led you to be you today yeah so it seems like a very like much like a pattern in my life where you know something bad or i guess unfortunate happens and then i have to work really really hard to kind of like prove my, not like prove myself but show people that i'm capable or show myself that i'm capable or whatever mm -hmm. so it's just been a constant thing in my life where I've had one thing happen and I'm like, okay, now I need to work harder to like prove myself. And, and so it's just, I guess my biggest thing is my, my, my will to persist has always been something I really want to see because yeah. it's easy to give up. It's easy to say, you know what, this is too much. I don't have time for this. I, I can focus my efforts and other things. But really remembering why you're in position and knowing that one day you're going to get out of it has been something that I done a lot with my career, not even just with track, but honestly my whole life with school, I always had some issues with school where I would struggle with an exam or something was going on, I never understood why, you know, and so I would always do this and work hard and I might fail again and it would always just feel like I would always take one step forward and I feel like I'm taking two steps back. And so I want people to know, like, no matter how hard things might seem and no matter, like, where you are in your life and where how difficult it is, so if you just work hard, if you 
push yourself, if you do everything you do and leave it all on the table, like you'll have no regrets. You'll feel like you've accomplished something, you'll get through it, and just to really remember like hard work really does pay off. And even though you might not see it right away, something is happening and down the road it's gonna make a lot of sense once you once it all comes together. And so I would say that's the biggest part. And so I want to share people how share with people how how important it is it is just work hard. Um and also just Having that that faith, um, if, you know, obviously not everybody is looking my age, looking God or whatever, but having a faith in something bigger than yourself um, is something that's truly helpful when you're trying to, you know, get through something that's hard, get through something that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And so having that is something I think, you know, will be really inspiring for somebody. It's just doing things alone. It feels like you're alone, but when you have that bigger faith, then I think that is what really, really helps. And so I think those would be the main two things, just like hard work, yeah. um, having a faith, and just like, yeah, just believing in yourself, really. Yeah. I know it's it's crazy looking back on some of the things that happened and you had no idea how it would turn out, but it always works out for the best, basically. I mean, you can never craft your story exactly how um, you wanted it to, and basically you wouldn't want it to. Like if you looked back 10 years and if you're living the life now that you planned for then, it wouldn't be probably as good as it is now. So it's pretty special how that happens. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, it's just having that faith and having something bigger than you is such a big thing. I think obviously for both of us, it's in athletics, especially you're so focused on yourself, especially um, maybe even in track, it's not necessarily a team. Um, if you're just running by yourself and you are taught almost from whatever, three or four or five years old, whenever you started to focus on yourself and it's all about how you perform and what you do and how hard you try. And I think having that faith in that aspect of it's not workspace, it's not how much you try, it's not how hard you do, but it's what's been done for you. That is a huge, huge relief for sure. That's so big, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely one of the things that's been there for me. I, I mean, I know you talked about growing up in a household um, that, you know, you grow up grew up with a faith, with a family that was... Um, that supported you in that. I I had a little bit of a different testimony where I found it later in life. And speaking from that point of view, it's, it's crazy to see how I would perform before. And after I kind of found that, obviously I'm still growing and still learning more and, and I want to be more in the word and everything, but just performing changes so much when it's not focused on what can I do? Is this, is this right for me? It's more, okay, right. God, what have you called me to? So. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about God and giving him glory. So like, it's not about us, you know? And, and when you look at it like that, you're, I think when you're trying to do something for somebody else, you always want to work harder. You know, for me, it's like, when I know somebody's like looking at me or like watching me, I always, I work harder. Mm-hmm. And so I know that knowing that I'm doing things for something bigger than just what myself, is what pushes me because it's not just for me and it's not just you know for my own gratification but it's, it's just it's for help for others it's for guys it's for all of that so that's what really helps me to go it keeps me driven and just excited to train every day you know yeah absolutely so i always ask um two questions towards the end my first one is just 
if you could go back to when you started running, when you started sports, any sport, um, what are like two or three things that you'd tell yourself with everything you've been through, everything you've learned, and just everything that you know now? Yes, that's that's just my first question is is what would you do um if you could go back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um I would say to not place your identity in your sport. Mm. Um, cuz I think that gives us a little bit more I don't know, confidence. It's weird because when you <laughs> when you think about it, you would think okay, but my my identity is not in my sport. When I, I'm not gonna perform as well, but when you actually don't place all of your hope, all of your trust, all of everything, like every energy into just being a great athlete, I think it actually opens up the doors for you to be better, in my opinion. Like it's helped me to feel a lot better. It's given me a lot more confidence to know that outside of my sport, I am you know, a child of God. I am Cindy O'Feely. I am a sister, a daughter, a friend. Like I am more than that to my sport. So telling myself that from the beginning will be a lot more helpful because I won't put much pressure on myself. When I don't put pressure on myself, I actually better and I perform better because mm-hmm. I, just, I, I just run for you know whatever and I'm just I feel I'm more relaxed so I think telling myself that from a young age so I don't have all this pressure on myself it'll be helpful um and another thing is just um you know the very cliche hard work beats talent like I mean obviously mm-hmm. there is a lot of talent and I, I I know I have talent a lot of people have talent but you know hard work is really what's got me here uh, hard work is what's got me so far in my life and everything I'll say, even outside of sports but really remembering you know, persist in that way and to work extremely, extremely hard to any goal you have. Um, it's something I always remind my or tell my younger self to just remember. Just yeah. say, like, you know, don't rely on talent. Don't rely on the ability God's giving you. Really go out there and do something. You know, faith out work is dead, so why not just go out there and work? You know, really yeah. push yourself. So, yeah, that's something I would definitely tell my, myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and speaking on that identity piece. I think that's one of the most the one of the hardest things for athletes, especially transitioning athletes like after college or after the career is over, how do you identify yourself? And obviously you feel strongly about knowing that your identity is not in the sport, but how do you see that transition happening for you maybe when you're finished or how do you see that identity piece playing a role? Um, kind of when you transition. Yeah, so it's so easy to put your identity in your career. So regardless of what I do after track, like it's easy to be like, okay, well, I'm going to be like a speaker or I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to put my whole my whole being into that. And that can easily be another idol. And that can easily be something that you place your identity in again. Or even like relationships or as a girlfriend or as a, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you might start to place identity in that as well. So just keeping that perspective that no matter what it is, even if it's just not in sports, if it's just your career, even if it's just, you know, you trying to idolize something you really desire, don't ever do that. Don't place, don't don't make yourself just that one thing. We have been called to so much more and we are, there's so many skills we all have. God has, God's given us so many abilities and talents. And so don't limit yourself to just that one thing and don't idolize it. Like don't be, don't allow it to become something that is your everything. Yeah. And so just remembering that even outside of sports is going to be something I'm going to have to really focus on, I think, um, because it's easy to just fall off that trap even once you're done with your career. And if you, and also because I had that mindset as an athlete, it's easy to take that into the, the, the next phase of my life. So, yeah, just being cognizant that that's not something I want to fall back into. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a hard piece, but 
I think once you realize it, it almost takes this huge weight off yourself that you're like, okay, you know what, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability and worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to fail greatly and I'm still, I still have the same identity. Yeah, for sure. That's so good. Yeah, I agree. So last question. Um, I think you touched on it a bit with the testimony piece, but just in a few words, um, if you never had track in your life, um, if you never had that identity piece that we were just talking about of, you know, identify myself as an athlete, um, obviously you're much more than that, but how would you want to be remembered? How would you want people to speak about you if you never had that sport, had sports in your life at all? Yeah. Um, I want a lot of people to say Cindy is a, a, a good per- a person of good character. Like, mm. everything I did, I did it to the best of my ability, no matter what it was, even if I, like you said, if I had no, if I had no sports involved. Like, I want people to remember me as a good person, a good friend, somebody who has integrity, somebody who is reliable and just, you know, is a good person. I think it's, it's easy to just be like, you know, like, people will look at you and just think like, oh, she's so good at this and she's so successful, but... Are you actually treating that person right? Are you actually being a good friend? Are you actually asking that person how they're doing? I really just want people to see, like, life is not about my wants or my desires, but I want to, I'm actually interested in other people, and, you know, I I want to support people and help, and I I do feel empathetic towards people who are going through hard times. So really having those raw conversations and making somebody feel loved is something I'm very passionate about. So, yeah, definitely just somebody of a somebody who has good character and somebody who's just really loving and care, like thoughtful and something that is the person I want to be remembered as. Mm, I I love that. I think that's so huge. I think I think I've talked about this a few times. It's just it, it, it's hard to not be so self-centered in this world because, you know, it's your perspective all the time, but it's really the community that God calls us to be in and love on and that's so huge and I think it's one of the parts that I'm trying to transform in my life too and I think God is changing my heart towards that but just being that person for other people um it's just so life-giving like you're talking about it is it really is so that's I believe that's what God's called us all to be like so that's definitely a goal of everybody I think it should be Yeah, definitely. Well, I thank you so much for joining me today. I know you're super busy, but it means a lot. And sharing part of your testimony, I think it's going to be so helpful to anyone who can just take any snippet of it. So thank you so much again. Definitely. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm really happy with what you're doing. And I really hope that this continues to go really well for you. Thank you so much again for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's story. Again, if you did, please help us share this on any of your social media outlets. I hope today's story inspired you to go out, live your story, and don't be afraid to share it.